Hello, and welcome to The Scott Houston Show. Let me begin by thanking everyone for the feedback, and a special shout-out to Taryn Smith for inspiring this week's topic. If you have any feedback, topic ideas, or have a different view, please email me at thescotthoustonshow at gmail.com. I rely on your input to produce a better show. Now, I am as much of a hypocrite as the next person, and a victim of confirmation bias. So take what you hear from me with a grain of salt. I started this show so that I could dissect my own beliefs and to become a more critical thinker. Please do your own research so you can acquire a more informed opinion. I do my best to fact check what I'm saying, but unfortunately, I'm just a flawed human. Today, I will be discussing addiction. Addiction is defined as a compulsive physiological need for and use of a habit-forming substance. Characterized by tolerance and well-defined physiological symptoms upon withdrawal. Addiction was once looked upon as a personal disorder, but is now considered a clinical syndrome. It is also now defined as a disease. Disease is defined as a disordered functioning organ or system of the body resulting from the effect of genetic or developmental errors, infection, poisons, or unfavorable environmental factors. Do you think that addiction should be defined as a disease? Or is it merely an excuse that addicts use to condone their behavior? Now, I struggled with addiction for most of my adolescent and adult life. I do not believe that addiction is a disease, but rather a choice. That being said, I also believe, as multiple studies have shown, genetics play a factor as well. Scientists estimate 40 to 60% of genetic factors account for a person's vulnerability to become addicted. I chose to use drugs. I chose to use drugs in order to dull the emotional pain from my childhood and to deal with the stresses of everyday life. I was not compelled to use because of a so-called disease that I was predisposed of. Or was it in fact the reason I did get hooked so fast? I have no means for comparison. But I do know when I got high, it felt amazing. My drug of choice was heroin. Heroin is a unique drug. Like alcohol, frequent users experience physical withdrawal symptoms when the drug is not being ingested. Withdrawal symptoms include physical feelings much like that of the common flu. Intense sweating, insomnia, extreme muscle pain, nausea, diarrhea, and general depression. The physical withdrawal symptoms typically last for a week, while the psychological issues can last for years to come. What is quite remarkable about this is that all these symptoms seem to disappear as soon as you take the drug, as if by magic. Frequent users of heroin can suffer withdrawal symptoms in as little as six hours. This creates a love-hate relationship for the user as they generally tell themselves they want to quit but do not want to suffer through the pains that lie ahead of them. Since this dynamic makes quitting seem near impossible, most users have a difficult time to quit on their own accord. My first real attempt to quit was aided through the prescription drug, Suboxone. Suboxone is a narcotic drug that contains the combination of naloxone and buprenorphine. Buprenorphine works to block the opiate receptors while the naloxone works to aid the reversal effects of opioids. Like methadone, Suboxone is a form of replacement therapy. That is, replacing one narcotic for another 
under the guise that the prescription drug is somehow better for you. It should come to no surprise that replacing one drug for another does not fix the underlying condition, especially considering the fact that you will suffer the same kind of withdrawal symptoms if not taken regularly. So what is the solution? For me, it was going to prison for 49 months where I did not have easy access to the drug. So, a change in environment, I believe, is key. However, if you do not work on the underlying issues of your lack of happiness and fulfillment in your life, you will most likely fall back into the trap of addiction. The key phrase in the definition of addiction is use of a habit-forming substance. We humans are creatures of habit. It is no secret the effects that processed foods and sugars have on our lasting health. And yet, we habitually eat and drink things that will have an unfavorable outcome on our overall health. Studies have shown foods with high added sugar leads to various medical conditions such as diabetes, obesity, heart disease, and has been linked to depression in other studies. We consume unhealthy food knowing that it is not good for us, but we do it anyways. Would you now consider eating unhealthy a disease? It fits the requirements for addiction. Cutting sugar out of your diet, cold turkey, can also lead to physical and mental withdrawal symptoms, such as depression, anxiety, changes in sleep patterns, and cravings, to name a few. This means most people are literally addicted to eating unhealthy foods. It's worth noting that many studies show that your genes also play a factor on whether or not you will become an overeater. Much like drug addicts, we poison our mind and body for a little bit of instant pleasure. I think we can all agree that much is true. But would you consider your eating habits as a disease? Of course not. Similarly, choosing mouth pleasure in spite of future ramifications to your health, drug users choose to get high in spite of the same repercussions. It is a choice. I often wonder if my predisposition to becoming addicted made me enjoy getting high more than that of the average person. And perhaps people with a predisposition towards obesity get more pleasure from eating the same foods as the next person. They still make the choice. I mentioned earlier that you need to deal with the underlying cause of your unhappiness in order to deal with any addiction. Once I finally started looking inward instead of blaming everyone else for the bad things and taking credit for all the good ones, I began to drown out that inner voice that convinced me so many times that using would be a good idea. I stupidly did use once when I got out of prison. Just once. It caused instant guilt since I now had a network of family and friends supporting me. A weird part of me is actually upset that I didn't succumb to using drugs again. Just mostly because it does feel pretty good, right? Since I had worked on my self-esteem, I wasn't searching for something to fill the void and did not enjoy getting high. I know this is anecdotal evidence. However, an experiment called Rat Park strengthens my argument. Science had one group of rats that were caged only by themselves without any stimuli. The other group of rats were caged with other rats and with plenty of toys. The scientists placed two drinking bottles in each cage. One contained water, while the other had water mixed with morphine. The result was that the single-celled rats primarily drank the morphine-laced water, while at the rat park, the rats preferred the regular water. So what does that mean? The anecdotal evidence shows us that if you are happy and have things to do and a network, you will prefer the level-headed route in life 
Once again, anecdotal evidence. But don't you think that if you worked on your self-esteem and tried to understand your human nature, that you would be more apt to make better decisions for yourself now so that future you is happy and healthy? And of course, there will always be slip-ups along the way. While you may disagree on whether or not addiction is a disease, I think we all can agree that choosing to be happy and eating healthy will create a much better opportunity for living a happy, healthy, and more fulfilling life. The choice is ultimately yours. For your sake and for the sake of others, I hope that you choose wisely. Next time, I will be discussing my case against belonging to the Democrats or the Republicans. Thank you for listening, and please share this show with anyone who could use a trip out of their own echo chamber. And don't forget to click the follow button on the podcast channel, as this helps to grow my show. And remember, you don't always have to stand out, but you should stand up for what you believe in and speak out against those who are hurting themselves or others, because it is the right thing to do.